When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chase Claypool shines. Big Ben's throwing motion looks off. Eric Ebron absolutely hates blocking. I have all your Steelers training camp top takes. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Finally, the 2020 Steelers training camp at Heinz Field is starting to resemble, wait for it, an actual training camp. This week, players put on the pads and the organization allowed the media inside to get a closer, but not too close, look at players. From Big Ben Roethlisberger and his surgically repaired throwing elbow to irrelevant rookies, who may or may not make a mark in this coronavirus-canceled NFL preseason. With the sharp eyes of plenty of Steelers scribes watching, top observations from this training camp like no other are coming fast and furiously. As always, there is the good, the bad, the ugly, and in this case, the really, really ugly but I'll get to that later. As for the good, rookie receiver Chase Claypool had tongues wagging after athletic twisting turning touchdown catch off of the aforementioned arm of Roethlisberger. Perhaps it's a preview of great things to come for this second round draft pick. Not to be outdone on the offense, second year running back Benny Snell was looking lean and mean as he transformed his body and perhaps upped his game. If so, the skinny Snell will be following the path of previous second-year Steelers players who made the leap by getting lean. As for the bad, is there anything worse than listening to bona fide Steelers stars talking about their uncertain contract talks with the team? In this instance, it was fan-favorite receiver Juju Smith-Schuster facing the prospect of departing Pittsburgh to secure his sought-after $50 million deal. But even worse was a glum-sounding Steelers veteran leader on defense, Cameron Hayward, all but bewildered by the lack of progress on his contract extension that may never come. It doesn't look good for either player striking new deals with the Steelers, and I give you all the lamentable reasons why. As for the ugly, it comes from a very unexpected and alarming place. There is some real concern building around Big Ben's elbow surgery and the effect it seems to be having on his throwing motion, especially on deep balls. Some veteran Steelers analysts believe something is off with Big Ben, and this could be big news spelling real trouble for his Steelers season that is literally 
hanging on Roethlisberger's arm. Just as insightly but not wholly unexpected was new tight end Eric Ebron's blocking or lack thereof. Ebron's aversion to contract is an embarrassment to the position once defined by the hard-hitting tight end, Heath Miller. Say it with me, Pittsburgh. Clearly, this pass-catching big body brought in during free agency doesn't like to throw his body around to block. But the really, really ugly has to do with the Steelers' salary cap situation amid the coronavirus-caused reduction that will redefine bargain basement in a town that loves getting great deals in the cut-rate strip district. The cap shrinkage could not come at a worse time for the Steelers, who face a logjam of expiring contracts that promises to have many players headed out of Pittsburgh in what could quickly become a dreaded rebuilding situation for these Steelers. I give you all the grim details of these top training camp observations coming out of Hinefield in a jam-packed edition of the Steelers Update podcast from Penn Live. So let's get right to it. The good and the graceful and perhaps the new sensation in Pittsburgh. I give you rookie receiver Chase Claypool. But it wasn't the word of a Steelers scribe who best captured Claypool's unlimited potential in this 2020 Steelers offense. It was his training camp opponent on the other side of the line, cornerback Joe Hayden. He tweeted this along with video of Claypool's clearly elegant and athletic training camp touchdown, courtesy of Big Ben. Said Hayden so simply in his tweet, quote, he's going to be a problem. You heard it from me first, unquote. Of course, once training camp breaks, Claypool will be the problem of other cornerbacks around the league, and clearly Joe Hayden can't wait. Here's what Hayden told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette about Claypool's play thus far. Quote, it wasn't even just that play. He had a couple of plays on me this camp. I've been lined up on him pretty often. He's a big, fast receiver. He's able to adjust to the ball in the air. He's a big body, a big, deep threat with soft hands who can go up and get it. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a problem. I think he's a great young talent. His work ethic shows he wants to be great, unquote. Hey, now that is some high praise from a very trusted source, one who has seen Chase Claypool up close and personal. Need more proof? Well, do yourself a favor, listeners. Check out the eye-popping video of Claypool's catch when my column accompanying this podcast comes out first thing Thursday morning on Penn Live. It will be there for your enjoyment. Now for the skinny on a suddenly skinny Benny Snell. Here's how Trib Live summed up Snell's physical transformation and what it may mean for the Steelers' running game in 2020. Quote, a lean tone and slim down Snell was virtually 
unrecognizable. The obvious body change was noticed by teammates and coaches of the second-year running back. Quote, you can tell he put a lot of work in the offseason, unquote. That was veteran running back James Conner. Quote, he looks slim, fast, eager to learn. He looks ready, you know. I'm excited for him. He looks fast. He's in shape. There will be big things to come from him, unquote. That's more from Snell's training camp competition, James Conner, who looks to be headed out of Pittsburgh after this season. Again, another contract casualty. Trib Live writes, the 5-foot, 10-inch Snell had 108 carries for 426 yards and two touchdowns as a rookie fourth-round pick last season. He leapfrogged Jalen Samuels as the number two featured back behind the off-injured James Conner. In his second year, Snell could be following the footsteps of predecessors who made similar transformations and took their game up several notches as Alex Cazora with SteelersDepot.com tweets, quote, Sounds like Benny Snell following the same playbook as Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. Dropping weight in year two to get more explosive, become better conditioned. I really think Snell's going to have an excellent year, unquote. So there you have it, folks. Keep an eye on Benny Snell if you can see him because he's so slim these days. But again, training camp is not all good. And now for the bad, it's the contract situation of two Steelers stars. Andrew Filipponi summed up Juju Smith-Schuster's situation best. He tweeted, quote, Some team will give Juju Smith-Schuster around $50 million this offseason. That's $16 to $17 million a year. It won't be the Steelers, though. That's the going rate for a young number two wide receivers in free agency. Believe it or not, unquote. Hey, I believe it, but give it to Ed Bouchette, writing for The Athletic, to put all of this in context as to why this is happening to the fan-favorite Steelers receiver. He writes, quote, They will not sign him to a new contract because, one, they cannot afford him. Two, they rarely sign wide receivers to second contracts. Hines Ward and Antonio Brown are the only wide receivers the Steelers signed to second contracts in recent history. Tom Donahoe, when he was the Steelers' director of football operations in the 1990s, once told me that wide receivers were a dime a dozen and the organization has treated them that way, unquote. All from Ed Bouchette. But here's Juju in person on his contract situation, quote, as of that right now, I'm not worried about that. It's more so just playing ball. With everything going on right now, you just never know what could happen. As for me, I'd love to be a Steeler, but at the end of the day, I'm here to play ball, win games for the team, and for the organization, unquote. Clearly, the Steelers believe receivers are expendable and replaceable. But a veteran locker room leader like Cam Hayward? Say it isn't so. 
But alas, it is Steelers fan. It is. Once again, here's Andrew Filipponi putting his finger on the sticky situation for Hayward and the Steelers. He tweeted, quote, Steelers in a tough spot with Cam Hayward. He once paid like an all-pro, but he's old for a D lineman. Joe Green's last all-pro season was at 31 years old. Cam is 31. Oldest D lineman in the NFL is 33. Have to pay for future performance, not the past. It's a conundrum, unquote. Now the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette filled in the details and the numbers regarding Hayward. They wrote, quote, Hayward is coming off a three-year stretch in which he has registered 29 sacks, which is more than half of his career total of 54. He's made all pro twice in that span and garnered a reputation around the league as one of the top defensive linemen in the game. But he turned 31 in May. Signing players to large contracts past 30 can be a gamble for teams. But it hasn't stopped the Steelers from handing out big contracts to other star players in the past. Several Steelers players, including Brett Kiesel, Aaron Smith, and James Ferrier, signed contract extensions when they were past 30. Perhaps most importantly, Hayward is showing no signs of slowing down. But what does Hayward think of his dubious contract situation with the Steelers? Here's what he had to say in a media interview. Quote, it's pretty uncertain right now. I don't know what to think. I've seen a lot of teammates in the past sign, but at the same time, I know the NFL is moving forward with its business. You see other guys getting their contracts resolved. I want to have faith, but I'm going to be ready to play either way. I'm going to make sure I'm locked in on this season. This won't be a hindrance on my performance this year, unquote. Hey, those are some positive signs, but it was unmistakable. Hayward is down about this situation. It's not a comfortable situation. And don't hold your breath waiting for this to be resolved before the season. That's the unfortunate news, and that's why it is bad news. But ugly? Say it isn't so. Ben's throwing motion and Eric Ebron's blocking? Yes. Much has been made of Big Ben's strong arm after his surgery. And indeed, the zip seems to be there. But Mark Caboli, writing for The Athletic, spotted a potential big problem with Big Ben as reporters got their first close, but not too close, look at the surgically repaired Roethlisberger. Here's how the observant scribe put it in his article for The Athletic. Quote, Roethlisberger threw the ball with some nice velocity, and his spiral looked as tight as ever, even though Tomlin said a couple weeks ago that Roethlisberger's spirals weren't as tight as he'd like them to be. That was an important statement because Roethlisberger's injury affects the spin rate of the ball, and the spin rate determines how tight a spiral is, and the tightness of a spiral typically determines its accuracy. But it wasn't all perfect for Roethlisberger. This might be nitpicking with a guy who's 10 months removed from major elbow surgery, but Roethlisberger's delivery looked a little different to me. It appeared to me, especially later in practice on some deep balls, that Roethlisberger was short-arming his passes. I would say that a good bit of his throw 
was a motion with which he did not follow through completely. It was sort of like a whip action. It reminded me a bit of Philip Rivers' delivery. It could be that he was forced to alter his throwing motion to compensate for the surgery. Typically, the short arming of any throw, whether in baseball or football, isn't good. It could lead to inaccuracy, especially on longer throws. Unquote. All from the observant eye of Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic. And Caboli wasn't done. He was back at spotting potential problems for the Steelers as he wrote this in the same story about new tight end Eric Ebron and his unsightly, even ugly, aversion to blocking. Quote, everything you heard about new tight end Eric Ebron is true. He's a tremendous offensive talent who made some nice athletic plays. And he's a tight end who doesn't particularly like to block, unquote. Yeah, that's ugly. I have to say, it is ugly. But the winner of the really, really ugly award, at least thus far in training camp, has to be the coming train wreck that is the Steelers' salary cap situation. It threatens to derail the team and turn back the clock in Pittsburgh to the dreaded rebuilding phase. Here's how the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette summed up the Steelers' shocking lack of salary cap space. Quote, the Steelers already are projected to have a payroll of $190 million next year, according to OverTheCap.com. That's $15 million more than what some are projecting the cap in 2021 to be. And that's without Cam Hayward, Bud Dupree, Al Villanueva, Smith-Schuster, Matt Feeler, James Conner, Mike Hilton, or Zach Banner who only have this year left on their deals. And there are plenty more who will enter the final years of their contracts in 2021. They include Ben Roethlisberger, Marquise Pouncey, T.J. Watt, Vance McDonald, Stephen Nelson, David DeCastro, Terrell Edmonds, Eric Ebron, and Chuckas Okafor. With a cap that goes down instead of up, the Steelers will have to slash payroll Instead of adding to it, the 2021 season looks like they're the one where the chickens finally come home to roost for the Steelers and their salary cap, unquote. And that is good information, but ugly information, really ugly information, courtesy of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hey, but those are worries for next year, not right now. And the good news is, 2020 awaits. So enjoy it, Steelers fans, because it just could be now or never. Those numbers just don't lie. And of course, we'll be covering every twist and turn of training camp and then finally the start of the regular season, the 2020 season, unlike any other. And we'll have it all right for you here every Wednesday afternoon with a new edition of the Steelers Update Podcast from Penn Live. So download the audio wherever you download your favorite podcast. And of course, log on to PennLive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.